Hi, Thomas here. You're listening to a preview episode. You can enjoy the entire story tonight by subscribing to our supporters' feed. There you'll get access to the entire back catalogue, bonus episodes, and more, and it's all completely ad-free. Click the link below to learn more. And thank you so, so much. Me and the team really appreciate your support. Robert the Bruce reigned as King of Scotland from 1306 until his passing in 1329 at the age of 54. While he had a storied life, history remembers him most for his courage in delivering the Scottish people freedom from the English crown. And though his journey to the throne was far from simple. His bravery has become legendary. Robert was born on July 11th, 1274, at Turnberry Castle, his mother's ancestral home. Little remains of the building these days, but at the time, it was a commanding stone structure bordered by the Irish Sea on three sides. As his mother held him close, listening to the sound of the gentle waves just beyond the walls, one can only wonder if she imagined the future he had in front of him. Robert and his younger siblings were born into a life of great privilege. Their father was the Earl of Carrick, and their paternal grandfather was the Lord of Annandale. Many historians believe the children would have benefited from an extensive education that included philosophy, languages, and music, as well as swordplay and jousting. Perhaps these last two endeavours helped shape Robert into the warrior king he would one day become. He grew up during the reign of King Alexander III, which was a relatively peaceful time for Scotland. However, fortunes throughout Europe were starting to turn in what is now recognised as the late medieval period. Across the continent, political rivalries were worsening, and many of the gilded class were keen to shore up their power. Upon King Alexander's death in 1286, the crown was passed to his young granddaughter, Margaret, Maid of Norway. But in 1290, during a voyage to Scotland, Margaret also died, leaving the country without a natural heir. Governance fell to the Guardians of Scotland, a small collective of the gentle class, 
tasked with overseeing the nation's fortunes. Soon, noblemen from many lands were laying claim to the empty throne, in what would ultimately be known as the Great Cause. In all, thirteen individuals bid for the Scottish crown, including Robert's grandfather, the fifth Lord of Annandale. Annandale himself was the descendant of a former king of Scotland. But the guardians believed others also had a valid argument for why they should be the nation's royal leader. The guardians of Scotland were conscious that the decision that lay before them could undo the order and economic security the country had enjoyed for so long. So, they sent word south across the border to the King of England, Edward I. They asked him to arbitrate as they chose a new monarch. Edward, often referred to as Longshanks because he was remarkably tall, agreed to help the guardians. But he had his own conditions. He told them he wanted to be recognised as Lord Paramount of Scotland, giving him vast control over the country and its affairs. The guardians refused, noting that only the right and proper Scottish king could grant such a status. But Longshanks was an expert in the law, however controversial it may have been. He understood that he had an ultimate say over who should take the throne because there were so many contenders for the crown. And so, in 1292, Longshanks identified John Balliol as the next King of Scotland. 